and joining me right now here on the phone line to go over the latest on the Florida Gator football team who are getting ready for their big bowl game in Las Vegas. And there's so much news in recruiting. This guy does a great job with Getting Swamp podcast. You got to check him out on Twitter as well. David Sutterquist. David, how you doing today, buddy? Good, man. All is, uh, all is good down here in Woodstock, Georgia. I know all is good down there in Gainesville, Florida right now with the news recently. Yeah. All right. Let's go over that. We'll start there. What happened yesterday with Florida Gator recruiting news, especially at the quarterback position? Yes, uh, five-star quarterback D.J. Lagway committed to Florida. Had offers from Clemson, uh, USC, had a last visit there with uh, D.J. Lagway. But D.J. Lagway was uh, very set on, you know, wanting to commit early, build a class, and that was what he's he's kind of just been his motto the whole time that he's been in, in recruiting. And Florida pushed for him really hard there down the stretch, and uh, ultimately he commits to Florida. It'll be the first five-star quarterback in a long time since Jeff Driscoll that's actually committed to Florida and actually signed. Now, if you go back to Matt Corral, he was a five-star quarterback. Of course, he'd be committed when Jim McElwain was fired. It's a huge pickup for Florida. I mean, you you needed to see Billy Napier, see if he could close out on some of these top 50 guys, some of these five-star guys. You know, you go back to the Kumani McLean incident there. And uh, couldn't close out on him. And, you know, you're getting these top 100 guys in here, but could Billy get this top 50 guy, get get a five-star guy in the class? And finally he does and gets DJ Lagway. And, you know, it's a good thing they got him too early in this class because now you can build that class, as he said, as well. And, you know, you go back to the Jane Rashada thing. You know, Florida did not hit on Jane Rashada at the beginning of the cycle. Luckily, he was able to flip him late in the cycle. And it did turn a little bit ahead, but you really want to get that elite quarterback in that class early so he can start building that class. And uh, that's, that's exactly what Florida did. It was a huge pickup for Florida. And uh, very curious to see what they do in the 2024 class. Now you've got two top 30 guys in there with Miles Graham, the legacy kid there, also in the 2024 class. And Florida number 10 right now in the composite with just three commits. So that's really, really extremely good news for the Florida Gators. All right, look at it, the highlight reel or his stats or the, the videos. What do you like about this Lagway kid as a quarterback? Uh, definitely has some speed. He's got some wheels. He's got some legs on him. He does get the ball out fairly quick. I wouldn't say he's the – I don't think he gets it out the quickest of some of the film that I've seen of other quarterbacks, but he gets it out quick enough. The strong arm, I believe a 67% completion rating this year, and uh, just uh, overall a touchdown machine And uh, from Willis, Texas there. And, uh, you know, good build, the build that Billy Napier wants in his system. You know, he wants that running quarterback along with, uh, you know, obviously Anthony Richardson was one of those guys that was in his system. And he's had, you know, quarterbacks in the past at Louisiana Lafayette that's done the same thing. So uh, it's a really good pickup for uh, Louisiana, or excuse me, Billy Napier. And uh, as, as I said, the, the offense that he ran at Louisiana Lafayette will – Go in stride with, with Jane Rashada there and uh, DJ Ladway and building some good depth there as well. So, uh, yeah, man, just uh, overall intangibles from DJ Lagway. I love what I see. The, the strong arm. You got the, He's got all the intangibles. Uh, I, I think maybe, maybe he needs to work on his passing a little bit, but I wouldn't say that was a 67% completion rate. But uh, other than that, there's really not a lot to work on. DJ Lagway, he could probably be just a plug-and-play guy anytime uh, in Billy Napier's system when the when the time calls. All right, let's reset. After going six and six, another disappointing season, but it is year one with the new head coach. How big is this to get someone like this part of your recruiting class moving forward for the Gator Nation? 
Oh, it's huge because uh, you, you see what Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, all those other guys in the SEC are doing, and, uh, you know, they're not stopping. I mean, Kirby, Kirby Smart's not going to stop being top three every year. You know, Nick Saban's probably not going to stop being top three every year. So you need to get these elites in here to Florida, and you need to kind of change the outlook to some of these recruits around the state of Florida. Because if you look at the state of Florida right now, I mean, obviously most of your talent still comes from that state, and you're seeing teams like Ohio State coming in here and picking up these big-time five-star wide receivers from the state of Florida. Uh, that's got to change. I mean, you, you, you have to be able to start landing some of these elite kids. You have to get uh, some of these elite quarterbacks, which Billy Napier has done. He's gotten two elite quarterbacks right now in both classes. But you're going to have to start closing out with some of that elite talent and keeping some of these other teams like the Alabamas, like the Georgia, like the Ohio State, Clemson's, all those teams from getting in the state of Florida and plucking those guys away. And I think this, doing this right now and landing a quarterback at this caliber that you haven't landed in a long time really resonates with a lot of recruits and turns their heads. So I saw- a, it's a good omen, as I said, for Florida. You're absolutely right. And, David, what's interesting is, just looking at those photos, it looks like DJ, he went to every campus in America because he's with Jimbo Fisher, he's with Brian Kelly. I mean, did he? Oh, yeah. Did he seriously? Did he go to every campus? That's what it felt like. Uh, I mean, he's had every offer, so I wouldn't put it behind. I mean, I know he he did have a lot of visits, and he took a lot of visits during the offseason. It looked like Clemson was in it for him for a while there at the mm-hmm. beginning of that stretch, but uh, you know, Florida made up some room. Florida did not give up, and I think that's what the, the good thing about the staff is they don't have the don't give up mentality. I mean, I think if you go logged on. Twitter maybe a day or two ago, you've seen Billy Napier everywhere, flying everywhere, visiting kids that are already committed, kids that aren't committed, and uh, getting kids to visit. I mean, there's a there's a big weekend coming up for Florida with uh, you know Desmond Ricks, you got Samson Okanlola, uh, some of those other elite kids, and uh, you know they're 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 taking notice. I mean, you've even seen uh, Ricks even comment when DJ Lagway committed. You know, I mean he's. Uh, Something like this, even though it's a 2024 kid, it shows all the other schools and uh, all the other prospects out there that, hey, man, kids are starting to look at Florida now. So that, that said, all around just getting somebody like that, even in the 2023 and 2024 class, because they know that kid's going to be throwing to them. So, uh, as I said, great pickup, and we'll see where, where Florida, I mean, ends up in this 2023 class. There's still some there's still some guys to get out there. There's still a transfer portal coming up. So uh, uh, we'll see. As I said, man, as I said, it's good news for the Florida Gators, and hopefully they can keep the momentum moving forward. Okay, we've not talked since Jalen Rashada flipped back to Florida. What were your thoughts when when they picked up Rashada, who who was supposed to go to Miami? Uh, Yeah, uh, that was a little bit of an insane day. About two or three weeks out from that happening, I heard a little bit of smoke about that, but I wasn't really too... uh, you know, I didn't look into it too much, but then as the weeks went on and on, it started becoming more true of an event. And uh, you, you see Hugh Hathcock coming out saying, uh, guys in the Gator Guard, you hear him coming out and saying, hey, we got a surprise for Gator Nation. So that got all the minds churning and all that. And, uh, you know, and I said at the beginning of that cycle, I said, Florida, this is a must-land quarterback. I mean, because you need to build this class, and, I, and you need to get in some of these elite recruits. Dan Mullen didn't do us any favors at the University of Florida in recruiting, so you have to start early. you got to get these guys in. And when you didn't land Jaden Rashad at the beginning of the cycle, it was just like a, you know, a sigh, like just a, a bad sigh all across Florida Gator Nation. Then you flip him, 
And, and that just completely changed the game coming down the stretch. Now, it's about a month out before early signing day and probably about a couple months out from national signing day. But it turned a lot of heads. So, I mean, that was – I mean, it, it turned that big sigh into a sigh of relief after that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it meant a lot. I mean, it does mean a lot, especially getting good quality quarterback depth. I mean, you got Rashada and you got Lagway coming in and – uh as I said, it's it's going to be interesting coming down the stretch, and uh, you know, flipping somebody from Miami, you know, a team that's seemed to have your number over the past uh, three, four, or five recruits, you're able to flip him over to, uh, to your side and kind of change the game there a little bit. So now that that kind of makes up some ground from uh, the, the Miami and Florida battles there. Okay, David, who at quarterback is starting for the Gators then in about eight days from now? That will be quarterback Jack Miller. Uh, Billy Napier came out and said that uh, Jack Miller will be starting the bowl game in Las Vegas against Oregon State. Uh, you know, quarterback was uh, a, a big story a couple weeks ago with the whole Jalen Kittner scenario and uh, unfortunate situation there with him and, and uh, fortunate situation for his family as well. Uh, so you're really, like, just struggling. And Jack Miller's been hurt all year. So a lot of Florida Gator fans did not know if Jack Miller would be starting or if Max Brown would be in there. Uh, luckily we get the news today. Jack Miller will be starting in the bowl game and, uh, doesn't have a lot of college experience either. So, uh, it's, it's, you know, you're coming down the stretch here with that, not that many practices in Vegas, uh, with the team staying over there at the Mandalay Bay hotel. So you're going to have to, uh, Jack Miller's going to have to learn quick and he's going to have to get out there and execute. Is this a big opportunity for him going into next season with the program? Oh, absolutely. You know, if you go into this game with all these guys missing, you know, Florida with uh, between opt-outs and NFLs and transfers, they're missing about almost 30 people from this game. So, I mean, if you can go into this game with playing with guys that don't normally start and uh, you can just, even if it's productive, even if you don't win, say, I think the spread right now is negative 10 for Oregon State. Even if you don't win this game, but you have a good showing, you know, your completion rating is good. You don't throw many picks. Uh, you maybe put up 300 yards of offense. Uh, next year, uh, you know, that, that staff might be looking and saying, maybe Jack Miller is this guy, or maybe maybe we can start him into the season, and maybe you don't have to. Uh, I mean, I, I would assume Florida does still go to the transfer portal for one quarterback, uh, but maybe maybe you don't have to worry as much about getting that transfer portal quarterback if Jack Miller has a good showing in Las Vegas. What are your thoughts then about Anthony Richardson going to the NFL draft? Um, to me personally, if you just look at if you look at film, um, obviously he needs to work on his passing. He wasn't the most accurate quarterback that there was. Obviously has the physical traits that every NFL team wants. Can run a probably a four four forty when he goes to his combine. Uh, probably will bench a lot. Probably uh, will pass all the jump tests on strength and everything in the combine that they put these guys through. But uh, he's, he's going to have a little bit of work to do on putting some touch on his passes, getting a little bit more accurately. Um, I, I, me personally, if you were to ask me, I think Richardson should have stayed another year. But if you're getting first round draft grades and yeah. you know they're they're flashing that in front of you, that's kind of hard to pass up. So I, I kind of understand from that standpoint as well. Okay, David Soderquist with uh, getting swamped. How would you grade Billy Napier as a head coach when he went six and six in year one? I can't give him an F. Uh, recruiting, I, I always go based on recruiting. I can't give him an F there. I have to give him like kind of like a B or so with recruiting so far. I mean, you, you really want to, as I said, you want to see him land. 
the elite recruits, and he did. He flipped Jaden Rashada, uh, but there's still work to go in the 2023 class. Now, if you go to the 2024, I'll give him an A+. Plus. <laughs> um, but as far as going 6-6, six and six, you look at some of the, the games this year, and you didn't really lose a lot of games by a lot of points, except for the Georgia game, which is understandable. Georgia is in the playoffs. They haven't been defeated. They're still running through teams, even losing all the guys that they lost in the NFL draft. Uh, but you go back to uh, Utah, you, you, you get a big win over them, and then you kind of just – Richardson starts struggling and, and, and getting into his head. And, you know, you lose to Kentucky by 10. You lose some of these games by 7. The, 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 Vanderbilt, the Vanderbilt loss is inexcusable. That was the team being completely unprepared coming out there, lackadaisical, and you kind of got to blame both, the players and the coaching staff on that. Um, I, I, I say I would give Billy Napier a B. I would give him B to B plus, only based on the fact that this team never gave up. I mean, if you go back to last year, the team gave up, uh, letting South Carolina run all over them, uh, getting blown out just by anybody towards the end of the stretch when they were only giving up 19 points per game. They turned around and started giving up 36 points per game. Uh, Billy Napier kept this team fighting no matter what game they were in. Even if you look at that Georgia game, they lost by 20, but they came within eight points. I mean, they come back after halftime, get a cool you know, a few interceptions, key interceptions there, and keep that game close, at least down the stretch a little bit. Uh, so I, I have to give him like a B to B plus only because he kept this team fighting and the, the defense was inexistent. <laughs> there, there was no such thing as defense for this team except for maybe six quarters between A&M and South Carolina. But, um, you know, he, keep the, he kept the team fighting, so I have to give him that. He's just got to get in his guys. I mean, if you see all these guys going into the transfer portal, I don't. Every kid has a reason why they do. Uh, you know, you go to these exit interviews that these these some of these schools have, and some of them will tell them to transfer. Others will just want to transfer out. And if if a kid isn't bought into the program, or if he thinks he can do something better elsewhere, I'd rather not have them here and then have Billy get his guys in here. So, I, as I said, I'd just do like a B, maybe a B plus. Okay. What did you think of Florida State beating Florida on Black Friday by seven, and then their fans are rushing the field against a six and six Florida team? Come on, what are your well, thoughts? That that just that that just shows you where Florida State's at compared to Florida. Hey, you know, Florida wins that game; they're not rushing the field. It's just another day at the office for Florida. And, and Florida State, I mean, they haven't had a winning season in what four years? They haven't been to a bowl game in a while. This is their first time they've won, I guess, nine games, eight, nine games, nine and three going into a a decent bowl game uh, with a cheese it bowl. Uh, it, it's a little bit ridiculous. I, I don't think rushing the field was, was called for, but if you go back to that Florida state game, man, the, the key that the, the, the thing that killed Florida in that game was that third quarter, seven passes for zero I- yards uh, coming out, passing the ball when you're running the ball down Florida state's throat. Uh, that was the ultimate Achilles heel for Florida going down by two touchdowns, coming back to tie it. I think if you would have just stuck with the run game, you probably would have pulled out a victory there in Tallahassee. Remember, they're down two touchdowns. They don't complete a pass and tie the game. That really happened in this football. It's wild. It, dude, it was wild. And then, if I look back at the season, so Tennessee gets over the hump, beats Florida, beats Alabama, and still doesn't win their division or the conference. Is that the most Tennessee thing possible? Yes, it is. Uh, there's, a, there's a joke going around uh, on Twitter saying that, uh, you know, maybe Tennessee needs to get a crane and dig that uh, field, that goalpost back <laughs> out of the river uh, from that Alabama game. <laughs> hey, they won. Yeah, it is the most. They won. Hey, they did. They won. Yeah. They won. Hey, it, it, maybe that'll be a memorial for the uh, season that once was. I'm trying to think Tennessee. 
I think they last beat the Gators, maybe it was 16, and they won, but Florida still won the division with Jim McElwain. I think those are their last two wins against Florida, if I could be. I think that's right. Yeah, that was the duck pull in the truck game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Florida goes up 21 to nothing and then just kind of collapses after half time. And now I got to go old school. Was Treon Harris the quarterback in the game, or was it Will Greer? Ooh, I need to do research now. I need to know. Might have been. Are you talking about the one that we lost? Yes, in sixteen. Uh, that was that was Austin Appleby. Oh, that's right. Look, should we just do like a Jeopardy sports game where it's just name all the Gator quarterbacks and Tim Tebow? Should we just do this on the air? We can if you want. Oh, no, uh, you're, you're going to make me have to go back and look at Luke Del Rio, Austin oh. Appleby, uh, Will Greer, the only spark and the only hope, and then he gets busted for PEDs. That's so, right. Uh, yeah, Florida hasn't had, Florida hasn't had that, that grade of uh, luck with quarterbacks, especially over the past 10 years after Tim Tebow has gone. But here recently it's picked up a little bit. I mean, you've gotten good quarterback production, Kyle Trask. Obviously, we know all about him. Memory Jones didn't pan out. Anthony Richardson, as I said, wasn't the best passer, but it's not like he wasn't productive. I mean, Florida was still averaging 30 points per game this year. The only problem was Florida was giving up an average of over 30 points per game right back. So that's why you get the uh, the 6-6 six and six season there, and uh, you're going to a bowl game in Las Vegas with not a lot of kids on your side. So. Uh, I, told this to a, I told this to a guest the other day. I'm going to say it to you. If the Gators had any type of defense, Will Greer would have won the Heisman. He should have won the Heisman. I'm still angry about 2020, David. I'm sorry, I have to tell you that. I'm angry. Are you talking about? You're talking about Kyle Trask. Oh, yeah. you know oh, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Kind of deep. Now my brain's going crazy with all these quarterback names. You're right, Kyle Trask from 2020. <laughs> now I am going crazy. Will Greer was good, by the way, before he got popped. He was. Um, yeah, Kyle Trask should have won the Heisman in 2020. I'm sorry, he should have. Yeah, he, uh, I think he passed for over 4,000 yards, broke all the school passing records, or, or he broke one of the school. I think he broke the single-season passing record at the University of Florida and then broke many other records. And, uh, yeah, he gets snubbed for the Heisman because an Alabama receiver catches 1,500 yards. It doesn't make sense to me. But. And And I'll give him credit for this as well. He started the bowl game. Even though they got destroyed by Oklahoma, he stepped up and helped his team. And I believe in that stuff. I'm sorry. He did. So, uh, again, who's starting the bowl game for Florida? I got to hear this one more time. Jack Miller. uh, Ohio State transfer Jack Miller is starting the bowl game. All right. Well, there you go. All right. I think it's a great opportunity for him to showcase what he can do. And honestly, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think it makes the bowl game more interesting. Do you feel that way as well? Oh, yeah, I'm still going to watch it because, I mean, you look at all these young guys, we haven't really got to see play. You know, you haven't got to see a lot of the backup quarterbacks play. There weren't many blowouts this season. So it's still, even even no matter what the score looks like at the end, it's still interesting to watch from a Florida Gator football fan perspective just to see what these young guys are all about and to see, you know, maybe what we have in the future, maybe on the roster with the new guys coming in from the 2023 class and so forth. So I'm still going to be watching, even though I don't, I don't predict us to win the game just based on how much, you know, attrition that we do have in a, in a new quarterback that hasn't started a college game going out there. That's right. And uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting, but for sure. But uh, as I said, I, I, I don't expect to win it. If Florida does come out of there with a victory, 
it's probably going to be heavy run and them getting separation and running the football most of the game. You know, you still got ETN and Montreal Johnson playing in the game. You don't have Osiris Torrance. But uh, you got Gervon Dexter that said he would play in the bowl game on the defensive line, so that helps a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a very new-looking team <laughs> coming out there on December 17th, that's for sure. Yeah, you're not kidding around. All right, David, what can we check out with social media, the website? The floor is yours. Yeah, check out uh, www.gettingswamped.com. You can also check out my podcast, Getting Swamped, as well. It's on just about every platform that there is for your phone, Spotify, Apple, uh, YouTube, I post some of the interviews, video interviews there on YouTube as well. Uh, got a lot of great guests coming up. Got Connor Clark coming up here nice. on the podcast here today to discuss a little bit recruiting as well from SI.com. So, uh, and also Gator Collective, shout out to them, man. Uh, a lot of these commitments that, that come through the University of Florida, uh, they, 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 you know, they look at what some of these kids are earning on campus before they enroll, and that entices them well as well to come to the University of Florida. So i got to give a shout-out to the Gator Collective doing work there as well. And uh, if you haven't joined, man, join Gator Collective. It's, uh, you know, only about 10 bucks a month. If you want to get the message boards, it's 15 bucks a month, and a lot of good content there on that message board as well. I agree. They do a great job. David, thank you so much for your help with the latest on recruiting news and the bowl game, and have a great holidays with your family. All right, Mark, you do too, man.